Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new week. We keep saying welcome back, but you can't be back in something that's new. That's not the point. Welcome back to the Tabletop Podcast. I, it's your boys, it's Ming. What's up, guys? I thought you were going to say you can't, you can't welcome someone back if we're the ones coming back. Mm. Like, technically, they're still, you could be in the same So car. they didn't leave. We, we are the we, ones we left, left and we came and back. We, um, so hello again. Hello. Hello. Hello again. Hello um, again. This week at the Triangular Table of Happiness, okay. uh, we've got two new faces who have never been on the show, but surprisingly have always been behind in making the show happen. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got the two lovely ladies um, from the core family umbrella. Um, let's introduce them. First one, oh. our producer, director, editor-in-chief. Max Sign Go. Hi. Hi, what's your name, Maxine? You just said my name, but uh, it's no, pronounced wrongly. Okay. It's Maxine. And what do you do, Maxine? I am a showrunner, yes. editor. Yes. Yeah, that's all. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, is, that was quick. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll, how long have you been with us now, Maxine? Since oh. November last year, so about. Seven, about a year now. Uh, yeah. Huh? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My math is real bad. And, and Seven months, I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. And you know, no pressure, but how's it been so far? Fantastic. <laughs> that's the correct answer. Stop. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thanks. That's right. That's great. That's great. Beautiful. Beautiful. And how, you, how have you been? Uh, alive and well. Alive yes. and well. Still reading. Most important things. Thank you, Maxine. Yes. Okay. Um, we're going to shift it over. Camera's now on. One of our favorite people in the office. Oh, boy. Just because of the lack of, a lack of noise okay. that emits from her mouth. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our absolute pleasure and honor to bring to the table of sacrifice, Kimberly <laughs> Cheng. Wow. Hi. Oh, my goodness, Guys, Kim. Come on. You have heard you, more. You have someone <laughs> clapping for you. You've already heard more of her voice than we have in one month. Mm. Kim, introduce yourself. You said my name. Kim, introduce yourself, Kim. (laughs) My name is Kimberly. Uh Uh-huh. What what do you do, Kimberly? Oh, Oh, I edit videos. That is true. And how long have you been been with us? Oh. Um, Including my intention. Including my intention. Yeah. I don't know. Nine months. Nine months? Oh, has it been that long already? It's a long time. Oh, wow. Kimberly, we're gonna get we're gonna need you to say more than mm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Kim, how mm. how has your time with uh the the groups the, the group been? It's been great. They're very, very nice people. Okay, I am gonna need one more sentence. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Kim, you are uh I mean I'm I'm sure everyone can tell by now. Kim's very fond of public speaking. Are you are you fond of public speaking, Kim? I'm the best like, at it. Yes, <laughs> confidence. <laughs> Should we just pivot our topic today to how to com- have a conversation? I I don't know. Okay, this is going to be. Maybe we might need to. We should. We should. You know, uh, because Maxine is an amazing conversationalist. Huh? <laughs> 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 okay, no. We, we, let's not put them on the spot. The reason why we have both ladies oh, here today. So that topic wasn't putting them on the spot, but our original topic. Mm. Is okay, okay. We have a reason why. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if you guys. Crazy. So, what we're trying to do with the Tabletop Podcast is we're trying to open it up and, um, open and, and really talk with the people who make our everyday, everyday. Okay. And it's great. And so, you'll be hearing lots of voices from the studio, some you've heard before, some mm. you've never seen or heard. Life. So, if you're watching this on YouTube, drop a comment, say hi to these beautiful yeah. people. Yeah. Um, 
Sure. Today's conversation, following yeah. up on last week's one, is a bit of a heavy one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bit of a, I mean, last week's podcast, thank you so much for the response and thank you so much for the comments. And wow. just the, the, we, were, we were not expecting, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I was okay. expecting quite a lot of people to wow. really feel it because okay. it was such a big yeah. topic, dude. It was a big topic. Um, yeah. And Kim, and uh, just let's just quickly talk about last week's podcast. Have you ever been hurt before, Kim? I'm hurt right now. <laughs> okay. Um, have you ever hurt somebody, Kim? You're hurting me right now. <laughs> okay. So very quickly, you know, we know what to do. Okay. Today's today's oh topic. We're talking about something that people um you you read it and you see it in like like Wanderlust and Co magazines, right? <laughs> you see it on like Thought Catalog. You see it on like Pinterest bots, right? We're talking about being a stranger in your own home. Oh, like Mulan. Yes. All right. Uh, no, Mula had something to prove. Cinderella. Yes. Cinderella. And, and, and feeling a sense of unbelongingness in a place that you are supposed to belong. Basically, did you get the wrong address? <laughs> that's one way of looking at it. Okay. We're going to explore that. And the reasons why we have these two ladies here is not because they, they are always feel alone all no, the time. No, they don't feel no, like they belong anywhere no, at this point. No, 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 no. no. Oh, isn't that the okay. qualification? No. Oh, okay. We're, 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 looking at, we're looking at logistical, physical... Um, Logistical, like, like a physical aspect of how that works right. uh, with Maxine's right. story and someone and then maybe Kim and I will share our story from uh, going somewhere and coming back and right. how it's changed us internally right Kim? Oh, Kim is just Kim is the my English Kim is the shining example of okay. human resilience strength yep. and silence perseverance <laughs> because none of those qualities talk yeah, let's go. On. Let's go into right. it. So let's kick it off with Maxine's story. Did you know? Fun fact about Maxine that she is not from KL. Minghan, I the minute I look at her, I can tell already. Huh? Why? What do you mean? The smell what a bit you... different. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, the bad way or the good way? No, that's something I'm not going to say. Minghan, you all want to know? That. Hey, I didn't say it. you smell amazing. It smell like the forest breeze because East Malaysians are all fresh. Okay. That's okay. Maxine, tell us a little bit about <laughs> where you're from and how you ended up in KL. Hey, just kidding. I love all East Malaysians. Okay? Uh, yeah, East, sure, sure, sure. All my best friends East mm, Malaysian. Okay. Name me four. Yeah. Yeah. Maxine. Roy. Okay. Okay. Maxine. <laughs> Maxine's brother. Okay. Darian. 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 <laughs> okay. Darian. Okay. And? Are you sleeping? Jen. <laughs> I got a friend called Jen. <laughs> he draws comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. See, Maxine, <laughs> where are you from and how do you end up in KL? Okay, um, I'm from Kota Kinabalu Sabah. Wow. What? The mountain? Now, so that's, is, that's okay. even more racist no, than it's, my It's not racist. <laughs> it's stereotypical, <laughs> right? Is that what you get a lot? No, it's not mountain. It's like, oh, the forest, uh, the jungle. That's worse, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Why so, is that worse? <laughs> because... Kinabalu, like everyone knows the mountain. Okay. So yeah. commonly asked questions. <laughs> do you do you get that? Every time you tell people where you're from, they'll be wow, like, have you climbed you the mountain before? The mountain? Yeah, they ask me whether I've, have I climbed Mount K. And is then they'll tell you whether they have, right? Is it a rite yeah. of passage? Like to be a proper KK person, you need to climb the mountain? Ooh. No. Oh. I well, mean, but friends... it would be a good thing, but... Oh, really? So have you or have you not? No, I've not. Okay, <laughs> well, that, that answers a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, um. So you, you, you're from... KK. Yes, I am from KK. Okay. Uh, grew up, uh, lived there for my whole life. Is KK Mart from KK? 
No. Okay. That's a great question. No, it's not. Honest it's question. It's not. So Honest now we, it's, it's clear. Yeah, so when I came here, I was like, what is KKMA? I've never seen this in my hometown. <laughs> Guys, what does KKMA stand for? Kota Kemuning Mat. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Kuku Mat. We don't know. Okay, we don't know. We, <laughs> we really, really don't, don't know. know. Okay. Yes. Go on. Yeah, so... Yeah, then I came so here you, to KL. So you, you studied there? Yeah, mm. I, I was born. I grew up there. Okay, okay. My whole life. And and, and at what age do you come over to KL? Uh, nine, 20, 20, I think. 20. 19 or 20. For so studies, so for, yeah, for studies. 2015, oh, I came here. Okay, then okay. you went to what, uni? Went to uni, and then now I'm working here. What uni? KDU. Okay. It's not known as Ming KDU was anymore. Mingyu was in KDU too. You were? For like a smidgen of a time. For like a month. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's why it's a smidgen. Hashtag KDU. Hashtag, yeah. I don't know about that. Okay. Um, Maxine, how KDU actually it? stands for Keep Dreams Alive. Huh? Alive is spelled with an A. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go up or? <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yes. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Maxine. <laughs> People are so lost. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so the reason why we're asking Maxine this question is because if you are actually Sabahan, I don't know if this applies. Mm. Does this apply for Sarawakins as well? Um, apparently so. Okay, so mm. if you're East Malaysian, mm. apparently, apparently, according to Maxine, mm. you have another legal document aside from your IC and passport. Okay, that's if... That's if... Your parents are West Malaysians. So your oh. parents are West Malaysians. Yeah, so my dad's from Kapong, my mom's from PJ. How did they end up in They KK? both went to Sabah to like work and okay. then they met each other there. Okay. And then they started a life there. Okay. And... Okay. It's very, it's very interesting because we, I mean, as Malaysians, we have our, you know, our IC, our ID, right? Yep. We have a Malaysian passport which is red in color, dark red. Yeah. Right. Some would say maroon. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, like very good at colors. Depends I'm, how I'm long it's in your pocket. Um, <laughs> and also, if you are a, a person who is born in Sabah but have parents from Samadanjung, you have a blue passport. Is that correct? That's me, uh. I mean, I don't know the rest. So you have a blue passport? Yeah, yes. I do oh, have a blue wow. passport. So okay. And then, yeah. like, when, when, when we first heard this story, we were like, you making this shit up. No, I was not. Explain the blue passport Yeah, what now. is it? What is it? Um, so basically, when I travel out of Sabah, okay. when I come back, I always have to show my blue passport oh. instead of my IC. Why? Wow. Um, apparently, I don't know, it's like a work permit thing. So it's like a... Oh wow, that's actually, interesting. Actually, you I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. So, so okay, wow. for Malaysians, exactly. right? Malaysians, yeah, yeah. when we travel uh, interstate and when we fly, yeah. right? Don't we just need to show IC? You show your IC yeah, that's at it. max. So, yeah. have you been ever to um, East Malaysia, Kim? All the time. Dengan, you have been there once. Multiple occasions. Once. 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 Uh, and did you have to present your passport or just no, IC? I did not just even bring IC, my right? passport to the airport for the first time. Okay. So, that's, that's it's a, yeah. interesting because, you know, if, if you're from Malaysia and you travel to other parts of Malaysia, technically, it's because it's in the same country you should only need to show your like IC, right? But yeah. it's weird. What's even weirder is that Maxine, who is from that place, right. needs to give proof yeah. of another set of documents yes. to be allowed there. Yeah. Okay. So over Chinese New Year, yeah. you went back, right? Yeah. So this time, like, I didn't have my blue passport because I think it was like expired or something. Because oh, like, I've been here for so long, right? Okay. Yeah. So... So my, my parents would say, okay, just show your IC. So that's why I did. La. So I showed my IC and then they gave me a slip and it says like, okay, you only can be in Sabah for 90 days. That is oh, ridiculous. Wow. At least they let you in. No, What? No, that's oh. not the point. The point <laughs> is, it's a house, is, it's a home. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. birth cert states that yeah. you were from like freaking yeah. KK, right? Okay. Why did they not let you in? 
I mean, they did technically, but why did they impose a duration of how long you can stay? Because I'm not Sabahan. Now that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, so according to papers, I'm not Sabahan because my parents are West Malaysians. Oh, so what does that make okay. you? West Malaysian. <laughs> even though I was born and grew Raised up there. in Sabah. This is, yeah. like, this is like racial against your own countrymen. It's yeah. interesting. It's statial. I think that's. I think honestly, I just feel what happened. What's happening right? There's been a lot of like uh, national uh, regulation and rules. Uh, that just they didn't upkeep it. You know, yeah. since since we you know we achieved independence, right? We kind of forgot a few things along the way, yeah. and then like they just did it pile on top of each other, and that's where we are today. To be very honest, uh, because yeah. last time East Malaysia, right, actually had to merge with Malaya, like some Nanjong. To form Malaysia. Yeah. And at that time, it was like the Borneo. It was under Borneo or something like that, right? Yeah. So like, maybe that's why. Like, hey, Malaysia, time to tidy some stuff up, man. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So they didn't let you... They, they had to give you a pass to say, you're only allowed here for this amount of time. Yeah, so After that, 90 days, yeah, you have to chow. What do you say? Oops. Uh, Would they I, actually come and take you on a boat? I don't know. I've, I mean, I've never tried, so... Yeah. I, it's okay, Kim, since you know you have... You look like you want to say so much, right, Kim? <laughs> what uh, Can you weigh in on this? Like, what do you think... Do you think it's a funny occurrence? What are your thoughts on this? Kim is a podcast. If you yeah. do that, you are just... <laughs> it's a, it's a verbalized... Did you guys hear the nod? She nodded. Kim, what do you think about Maxine's predicament? <laughs> I think it's odd because she's born and raised there, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. why can't they take your your situation to cut instead of like your parents. Yeah. I also children. question the same thing. I think everyone questions the same thing. You have, yeah. you have a birth certificate, yeah. right? Yeah, it says KK. It says KK. Oh, yeah. KK. So, uh, which actually, for me, that's the bigger question. If you're not, if the, if you're not Sabahan, where are you actually from? I don't know, man. I, I also question Mark. That's, yeah. So yeah. that's, that's actually our conversation today. Wow. Have you felt because of this issue that you don't really know where you're from? Which is actually a conversation we had yeah. some weeks back. Mm. What are yeah. your thoughts on this one? Um, I, 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 to be honest, right? I mm. don't know where am I now. I mean, where am I from? Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, right now, that's no, amnesia. I mean, no. No. <laughs> that's <laughs> Caleb likes that one. <laughs> Caleb likes she, that one. You don't know where you are right now. <laughs> do, you, do you eat lunch or not? <laughs> do you eat dinner last night? Uh, no. Okay. okay. Yeah. My experience. So, yeah. how does that make you feel knowing that you don't or you are not really allowed to be in where you're from? Like, how does that make you feel? It's sad, la. Like, mm. I mean, like I was born in Sabah. I grew up there, you know, like my mm. whole life. And to not be mm. called like Sabahan, it's like, wow, very sad. Yeah, because like Sabah is a beautiful state too, and I really yeah. love my hometown. And yeah, like yeah. to not be called a Sabahan, it's really really sad. Mm. Mm. And you know, like fun fact also, like you know our ICs, right? So for Sabahan below your there's so a, the picture there's a KK picture there. So what? wait, wait no. on your I see the pictures on your left, left or right? Uh? Left, left. Okay. Okay, whatever lah. I don't know. But on okay, the sorry. bottom right, yeah. it's a, there's a capital H. So if you have a capital oh, H, hantu. means you're a Sabahan. Huh? If you don't have that, but means you're not Sabahan. But Sabahan starts with an S. Uh, I, th- yeah, that's, so I, are you proud of the H? No, I'm not. Oh, you don't have the H. So I don't have the H means I'm not Sabahan. What the he- Dude, oh. the plot thickens, man. I thought yeah. I thought there'd be like an extra mountain for Kiki Mountain <laughs> or something in the, on your IC. That'd be really Kim, cool. I, you really want to weigh in this. Come on. What, what do you have? You have to, you <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks, Kim. Um, so, it, fun fact about Maxine that many people may not know: Maxine actually played floorball for the Sabah State. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. Right. And floorball is basically it's if I had to simplify what it is, it's indoor hockey. Yes. Yeah. At a very fast pace. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's just intense. So, so representing your state, uh-huh. but you're not even from that state. 
Like, explain that to me. That's like, you know, when you watch the World Cup, right? And then you see Cristiano Ronaldo, they're just buying him, buying playing his citizenship, him, right? right? England. Right. Yeah, he's England, then he's like African, then Brazilian, <laughs> then Portugal. Like, where are you from, bro? Right. Every two years, he changes uh, citizenship. Mm, right. right. How did that make you feel? Because I'm, I'm sure when you were younger in like primary school, this this wasn't a problem. Uh. Of course right? not. Yeah. Only as you get older and then yeah. you start looking at career and all yeah. that. And then when they when they spring that shit on you, you'll be like, you're not from Sabah. Yeah. Actually, I don't I don't really care whether like on papers I'm a Sabahan. I still mm. call myself a Sabahan. Yeah, wow. Both I like my that. both mm. my brother and I like like, you know, screw this. Yeah. Mm. We still Sabahan yeah. Because it doesn't make sense, you know? It really does. So yeah, I mean, it feels I mean, to represent my state for floorball, yeah. I still feel like I am a Sabahan re- representing my state, like of course. Yeah. Um, putting the papers aside, yeah. yeah. I think an equivalent, right, is that uh, just imagine you from uh, you from PJ, uh, no, you're from, you're from Subang, uh. okay, <laughs> Subang. Right. And then one day you you went to uh, Caleb. You are not from you're Subang, not from Subang okay. Caleb. You are not from guys. I just want to ask you, all right, Subang, right? Where does the border end? Because Caleb thinks that KLIA is where the border <laughs> is. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, no way, okay, dude. Okay, okay, okay. District of Subang Jaya, but we okay. all know Subang is not there. Yeah, Subang is not next to Okay. <laughs> like yes, it ends yes. at SS15. That's you know? <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I mean, okay, for everyone, maybe who's having a hard time trying to figure out what it means, just imagine you live in, let's say, Tamantun, okay? And one day, when you're trying to go back to Tamantun, right, they say like, okay, sorry, you can't be here. You have only like uh, three days to leave. Then you have to get out of Tamantun. Mm. Yeah. So that's how ridiculous it sounds because I think for us in Slango and Mananjong, we don't have any of these state problems. But can mm. you imagine flying back one day from Singapore or like from Thailand for holiday and then you get back to Slango and they're like, yeah, sorry, I can't prove that you're a Slangorian. Slangorian. Even though, right, by right, get out. in the system of the government, you are born in like Sabah, yeah. right? I th- do you feel before we jump over to Kim's story, right? Burning story. You know, because Kim just cannot wait to. She's geared to go already. <laughs> Hashtag Kim cannot wait. Maxine, do you feel like this whole situation, especially you know, as you get older, do you mm. feel like it's distorted your perception of home and where you are? Oh, a little bit. Mm. A little bit. I won't say like a, I won't say like it's a mm. whole toll on me. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, I do feel that now. Now looking back and like. I just can't believe that I'm not a Sabahan. Like, how? It's like, what's my Why? life alive? I, I don't get it. You are yeah. the glitch in the system. Whoa. Wow, ouch. Yeah. yeah. You're the matrix. Unfortunately, some of us are glitches. Not not human glitches, but, well, for lack of better than indexing glitches when people are trying to sign up for ID. That's basically it. I mean, I understand. Yeah. I don't know if that's basically it. That seems like an oversimplification. I mean, <laughs> the oversimplification of it is like, uh, the government's uh, ID system is a bit funny, especially when you've got parents who stay in Sumananjong move over and have a kid. It's always a problem, right? When your parents are not from that country and you have a kid in that country. Yeah. So maybe if any yeah. of our listeners are lawyers or who know about this Government officials, do you we'd guys love know, for uh? you guys to weigh Sign in. Me up. And, yeah. and explain to Maxine how yes. she can be a full, full, like, full-blown Sabahan. Like birth certificate also say born in Sabah, but apparently not Sabahan because the parents are not from Sabah. Interesting. Yeah. So huh. in my family, only my dad, he recently, like, okay, they've been trying to apply for PR. In Sabah. Yes. You need, to you need to apply for a PR <laughs> in your own country. In not even country, uh, state. Yeah. Help me. This Singapore is it? <laughs> huh? Okay, sorry, continue your story. I cannot. Yeah, so they've been trying for like I think 20 over years because they've been staying there for like 20 plus years already. Lah. So yeah, my parents have been trying and uh, oh, this is blowing my mind. Don't and you? only my dad recently, he recently, like I think it was just last year, even so though I'm just your dad lah. Only has PR, just so 
my mom, my brother, and I, we still foreigners. It's like still in the process. So it hasn't been accepted yet. Yeah. So I need. Be, sorry, I need to also ask: Are there benefits in being a PR in Sabah? Like, is this why they're so like tight on it? Free healthcare. Yeah. Free is that schools. like? Do you guys have a completely different like version of money? Uh, I think so. Maybe <laughs> the soccer. Maybe same, maybe something. <laughs> huh? oh like, what's God. going on there? I don't know. That's that's what I'm questioning too. So. I mean, okay. if, you, if you guys know, sort me out, man. Yeah, sort Maxine out. That's the hashtag this week. Sort Maxine out. Okay, Maxine, we're going to come back to you later yeah. on. Okay, uh, wow. wow, okay. It's time to unwrap this one. Okay. Kimberly Ching. Ching Ching. This one is more of a state of mind as well as it is um, a physical move. Kim, you, um, wow. you're, you're, you're a fresh age. I'm not going to reveal your age, you know, in case there are certain young men who are out looking for a girlfriend. But Kim is single. 28. If you guys are wondering. 32. She's not 32. And ready to mingle. 45. Ready to ming- She's ready for the mingle age, dude. Kim, you, um, you, you live in uh, Selangor, <laughs> but you were <laughs> abroad for really. a couple of while. Uh, a couple, couple of, of years. Just a year. Just a year. Oh, yeah. you go? One year? I felt it was like four years. No, it was just a year. University of Sunderland. Yeah. Kim, tell your story. Where do you go? I went to Sunderland to study. What do you study? Uh, media production. Oh, sweet. And you were there for a year? For a year. Yeah, because I skipped my... Skipped two years of degree. You skipped huh? two years of your degree? How? Yeah. How? Because so I... Just I into the office like, hey guys, um, <laughs> I just want to skip two years. How did that work? Because uh, I took diploma. Oh, so then, you're okay. a smart one. Uh. Uh, that's okay. what well, real humble. <laughs> okay. um, Kim, before you left... Walk us through some of the feelings you had before leaving to to England. Uh, well, I was really scared because okay. I, I didn't know anyone okay. and my friends weren't going yeah. there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mostly just terrified that okay. I don't know what was going to happen to me there. Okay, but but what made you decide, you know, this is it, I'm going to go, the cold never bothered me anyway. Like what was the, what was the, I'm going to do this. Because uh, my parents gave me an ultimatum. If I don't go now, then I have to study two years here. That's such a great like deal. You, yeah. It's not just that you go, you also get to travel. That's amazing, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to ask you so much your, your, your experience there because I feel like that one is a podcast we could do with other people who've studied abroad. I want to talk about you coming home to Malaysia. So after leaving for a year, you came back to Malaysia and did you feel... Uh, this is, again, a very... um. I know the answer to this question. So, but just for the sake of our audience, did you feel after a year of being abroad, coming back home was very different for you? Um, please don't just answer the question. Go into detail about it. Thank you. <laughs> Kim, over to you. Um, friends are old. Well, when I first came back, uh, it felt as if there was like a shift in mentality. Oh, mm. for yourself or people around you? For, for myself. And then also like you realize that you, you've grown so much abroad that mm-hmm. they might still be thinking the same, not really the same way, but like, but a bit different than how you, you used to think. Or so like it's like you they expected you to leave and come back like the same person. Mm. But what, 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 what was it for you and how did you realize that there was that tension? Mm. I, I think because abroad, like you have so much time to be uh, by, by yourself and alone and you get to do things by yourself mm. that when you come back, especially at home, yeah. <laughs> you have to tell your parents, oh, I'm going out at this time. Yeah. Oh, uh, 
this is not like what they like to eat. So you have yeah. to accommodate them as well. Yeah. Mm. So that- it's family things, right? <laughs> just family things. Um, and, and this is actually a conversation Kim and I had when she just joined us because I, I, I was abroad for two years as well and I came back and something that we both shared and I'm sure everyone who's actually lived abroad and gone back, whether it's for studies or work or even if like a, you know, like a, yeah, no holidays don't come. Okay. Um, for for an extended period of time, when you come back, you do realize that there is a bit of a difference in how you relate to people. Because I think number one, so there is an expectation of people from you that you are the same person. So they they mm. expect like a bookmark of like you know. I remember Kim like this when she left at KLIA, and the minute she lands, I'm gonna pick it up right there. And and what they don't realize, I think, especially with closer people like mm. like family, they don't realize that actually a lot has taken place, right? So let's mm. let's dive a little bit deeper here. Um, how is it like? And I mean, maybe it's a it's a stretch to say that you feel like a stranger in your own home. But have you both, Minghan and myself included, have you felt that there has been pockets of your life, seasons of your life, where you've overcome something or you've grown out of something, and then when people relate to you in the same context, you feel difficult, right? To 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 relate to them. Was man the huh? oh. I leave the house. This tap or kai fan, I come at a different person. I can't imagine how it'd be like, like going three years overseas. That's nuts, dude. Yeah. I, okay. I'm gonna give yeah. you all a very good example, a very simple one, right? Um, you know when you, when when there's a phrase that you know you outgrow your friends. Oh damn! For your primary school friends, your high school friends, college, uni, um, different Friday. circles, right? And there are sometimes you feel like you want to hang out with them, but you don't know how to relate to them. But that used to be home. That used to be that yes. same group of people that you hang out yes. with, right? Maybe this is a part of the podcast where we kind of switch it over to something more relatable because, you know, traveling and being from a different state might be a bit too far for you guys. What do you do in situations like that? So Kim, again, let maybe because you've had the benefit or misfortune of being overseas and coming back, what was the big struggle? What were key factors for you that was like, you know what? This is not the same. Uh, it means independence. Mm. What else? Freedom. Freedom. Also, uh, the way you hang out with your friends. Mm. It was one thing like my wife shared with me is because uh, uh, so wife grew up in Malacca. It's an even less like city town than we are in KL. She went over to UK to study as well. And the biggest thing she realized was uh, she didn't, because of the time difference, she didn't need to tell the parents what she was doing all the time. Apparently, you know, for some households, especially Asian households, that's a very big thing because uh, you have you got the you know the parent clock, right? You got to punch in every half an hour, half one hour. You back you're supposed to be back at eleven o'clock, eleven o one. Where are you? <laughs> like open the gate, ma, outside. The kind of thing, you know. Uh, the, apparently, the whole thing is reinforced by the fact after you come back, your parents miss you so much that they turn up the level of that even more, you know. So yeah. like you can't even you can't even leave your room and go to the living room downstairs without telling your parents where you're going. It's <laughs> intense. You ever got that before? <laughs> <That's intense. laughs> they see you leaving your bedroom. Where are you going? Yeah. Toilet. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know. I I can't relate. But it's that there's a whole fact that uh I think there's so many factors in play because after you come back you've tasted the sweet life of freedom, <laughs> the the sweet life of like do what you want to do when you want to do it whenever you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. And then you got parents who've missed the feeling of telling you what to do oh, that's, for one year. That's oh, what it is. Yeah. No, no, it's a real thing. It's a real thing because I think Asian parents translate their feelings very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They don't know how to say, I love you so much. I miss your presence. You know, how can I make <laughs> your coming home more comfortable? Correct, correct. Yeah. Which Asian parents, 10 out of 10, just let's do a roll call right now. 
I say one out of ten will say that lah. Yeah, but the one. nine out of ten will be like, okay, going? come back idea. Uh. Time to pay back my money. I uh, pay for your college. Okay. Oh, you keep time to, time nodding to work, your uh. head, man. Time to work. Uh. And then after that, mm, then, you know, it's basically the whole thing. Uh, it's all over again. Like, hey, got your bad idea. Where are you going? And then for someone who's tasted the fresh, sweet UK air of freedom, mm. can't even go out at six o'clock with, with you no know, saying like, when you come to come back. Yeah, it's rough. I would say it's rough. Because the Kim that you once knew now knows the ching of the sweet land of independence. I, I don't know. And she's come back a ching, a ching girl. <laughs> okay, so let's talk, about, let's talk about uh, just your different experiences of how you guys have dealt with situations like that. Um, Maxine, Minghan, when it comes to friends, right? when it comes yeah. to being a different, I mean, in, in a different season of life with people, right? What do you do then? Like, do you force yourself or do you come to terms with that change and accept that, you know what? I'm different, man. This is different. And I don't think I fit in the same way I did anymore. Wow. I think to a lot of my friends, I mean, I watched my friends leave one by one. I was the one who stayed back uh, because I'm not going to lie. There's no sob story for me. I didn't know what I was studying. Okay. Let's just be very honest. Okay. So good studying. I had no idea what I want to do in my life. Uh, but I think after you see literally 95% of your high school friends and college friends leaves overseas, it does leave you with like, shucks, maybe I'm missing out on something. You know, maybe I'm really like, wow, maybe I'm the, I'm the one that, you know, never left his hometown kind of guy, you know, come back and then I'm like, hey, where you've been? And you know, they've seen the world and everything. And true enough, a lot of my friends actually never came back because the sweet seduction of freedom and independence <laughs> really, really stays. But, I mean, at the same time, uh, I definitely have changed to be a person that I'm, I think I'm much closer to my parents, uh, very close to my family. Uh, compared to my friends who've been overseas and decided to stay there, I think that the the value of family is immediately very different. The value of how close or how far you can be. Because I think I make a lot of decisions these days with knowing the fact that my parents are getting older and I don't want to move too far. So that the thought of like moving right or, or working overseas has never really crossed my mind because mm. I want to be there if anything happens. Mm, mm. And and this isn't shared with a lot of my friends who are overseas. Like, yeah, maybe I'll take the plane back. A plane back, what? Five minutes, you come back home, is it? Uh, you know, so like, there's a very different value of that. And that value is, but it's my life now. I'm an adult. I should be able to do what I want to do. Mm. Versus like, yeah, I'm an adult too, but I can do what I want to do here. So I think there's that whole, um, I don't know, maybe in college you heard of it, like the opportunities. Mm over there. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you know what my friends end up doing? Go and study actual science, uh, go and work in Topshop. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, the opportunities for retail is there. La, but you know, uh, apparently it's very different. Um, There's definitely a change. I don't think, I think everyone changes. I mean, mm. we, we can't escape the fact. But I think the ones who have gone overseas have the benefit of a lot more experience, a lot more exposure to the world a lot more of mixing pots of all kinds of cultures and here and there. And I mean, the other side of the coin is you kind of get, you know, your sense of belonging gets diluted a bit because your expectation of belonging maybe changes a bit as well. Uh, and, and that's maybe the benefit of me staying here. I've never really questioned where I'm from. Uh, I know where I'm from. I'm okay with it. And, you know, maybe it was a blessing in disguise because I finally went to London two years ago and freaking hay fever, man. Oh my lord, that stuff is not fun. So maybe you know, the big man had a, a plan, big man's plan. So I sorry, I don't know big man's we, plan was not, not to be in the land. Maxine, yeah. um, when it to comes spend. to uh. when it comes to home, being away, going yeah. back, and and. 
being among friends mm-hmm. that you've mm. grown up with, how, how is that like? Do you feel that there is a difference and how do you come to terms with that one? <sighs> okay, so like I mentioned earlier, I came here to study in 2015, right? So I think the first two years coming to KL, wait, when I was a little girl, right, I always like tell my, my parents, my family, like I always want to come to KL to study, like because of like, you know, skyscrapers, you know, KL. Skyscrapers? Blah, blah, blah. Which KL are you looking at? I don't know, just oh, little the tall girl. buildings. Yeah, yeah, okay, you know, like great, great. skyscrapers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so. Kota um, Kila, but not high enough for you. No. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, so that was always my dream, right? So, mm. when I had the opportunity, I came here mm. and I was like, this is not what I envisioned it to be. Mm. I felt so homesick. I always want to go back home, go back yeah, home, go yeah. back home. Every right. Sam break, I will right. always go back home, yeah. like without a doubt. Um, but I think. Fast forward like three years later, um, I started finding my community here um, because I started working here. Mm. um, So, and I'm very involved in church as well. So like I found a new set of community here. And the reason why I'm still here actually is really because of people, the the community that I found. Mm. And if it's not for that, I will be back home. Like a lot of people ask me like, why don't I go back to Sabah? Like why don't I work there and everything? I think the biggest factor and the biggest reason is really because of the people. Yeah. Right. And nowadays I don't I don't really enjoy going back home. Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah, I don't like um, the internet. Is it? No. no. Oh, okay. Okay. To be honest, the internet that was used to be crap lah, but now I'm it's optic, slightly yeah. better. But yeah. Um. So last time, like, yeah, I will always find opportunities to go back home. But like, mm. even Christmas, Chinese New Year. But last year, Christmas, I didn't even go back home because yeah. I just didn't Crazy. want to, like, for oh, what? No, no, and no, I have no, no friends, like, all my friends are here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. the only closest people that I have back home family. is my family, my yeah. parents, mm-hmm. that's all. Mm-hmm. So both my brother and I are working here, so it's just my parents back home. So I think the only reason why I go back home is just out of, like, like courtesy just to be with my yeah, parents. Yeah, just to see your parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. Friends, uh, not much. Mm. Yeah, so Chinese here is just to go back for family and you. I think Maxine brought up a really good point. When it comes to uh, feeling a sense of belonging and even a feeling a sense of disbelonging, it really falls back to the people that you are around. Yeah. Right? It it falls back to the community. And I think that's something that if it really makes you think twice about who you are and what you've become. Um, Kim, is is that is that experience similar for you when you came back? Because you know, you 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 went there, you made new friends. Um, you made you made a new person of yourself. I think with the independence, with the freedom, you know, uh, the maturity of living alone, all of that contributes to a very different person coming back on that flight uh, back to Malaysia. And do you feel that maybe that is something that, that that maybe, I don't know, like didn't really fit in into that same spot that you left? Mm, yeah, I think I agree. Because when I was studying over there, it was the community that yeah. made, made it so much better. Like I, I would, tell like our friends would say like the reason why we loved that place so much it was such a small place it's yeah. not like London where it, there's so many things yeah, that are happening is small man it's like Kota Damansara it's countryside yeah. mm. uh, but it was the people in church that made it so much better and like yeah. they would entrust us with so much Mm-mm-mm. that it, it just felt more like home than home yeah I remember yeah. a couple of months ago Kim actually got an offer to to, to, to go back to England to, to work. Um, and she and we talked about it at length and she was like, should I do it? I was like, what, what, what's, what's something that you really want out of this? She was like, I really want to go back because it's, it's freedom. <laughs> it's, it's independence, it's freedom, it's a community that, that she's grown to love, right? 
And maybe that's where we can kind of like bring this topic um, to a point where we can leave it for another day like, to, to talk about at length. But I feel like maybe the important part here that, that the stories all tell um, from being physically and logistically displaced from a state that's not, that's supposed to be your home. Yeah. You're coming back to a country that you, to, to a place and a, a community that you thought as well would be easy to come back to. Mm. It's always a sense of belonging that affects us as humans, right? Because I think familiarity is plays such an important role in who we are as people. That's how we establish a sense of belonging and home. Right. Um, but then when that, when, when, when an internal or external factor changes that, right. it kind of tips our world all over the place. And for me, that was actually a very big part as well because I lived in England for two years. Again, a small place in England called Loughborough, which is an absolute... I it's, yeah. it's, it's terrible. It's a bad place. The but most see, exciting yeah, place see, was the Tesco. Experience. It was the experience, right? And I think when you went there under very different people experiences as well, yeah. people make the place. Mm. I'm not going to lie. And, right? yeah. and for me, when I came back, I it was a different... I was so different. I was mm. so used to being alone. I was mm. a massive extrovert before I left to England. And I come back now, people still don't believe me, but... I, mm. I prefer being alone and, and, and that's how things have changed like, you know and I think even with family and friends they did expect a version of Mingyu that left to come back the same but you realise that internally you will never be the same man yeah. seriously mm. and, and I don't think this I'm, again this doesn't apply to just people who have been overseas for all of you guys who have been struggling and going through some sort of like season in your life where things get hard the minute you emerge from that season you are literally a different person because there are new learnings, right? New changes to your behavior and your mindset as well. Um, Kim, mm. what do you think helps with re-establishing a sense of home and belonging? Mm. Uh, Maxine dropped one. Maxine was saying, like, talking about community, right? How, like, because that's, that's finding your place and realizing that that's a factor. But now coming back to you and your situation, how do you feel like, you know, what's something you can do to help your yourself uh, initially I was hoping to like find my community back like, like find a community again mm. when you come back but you realize how different it is right mm. why, 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 why is it different because I mean because life goes on here too yeah, yeah and like people change people change man Kim change change yeah. change and so, I don't know, one thing that helped me was like keeping myself busy. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> does help. You know, what, you know what it's called? It's called the Asian Panadol. <laughs> That's what? terrible. Busyness is the Asian Mingan, Panadol. As a psychologist, um, what is, what's the best way? Because I mean, Kim's, Kim's method of keeping herself busy works for maybe just right, a couple right. of like weeks, right? right? But you can't run from that forever. Right, right, right. What is the right way to deal with mm. this? Very... Uh, this is probably the easiest said than done thing, right? Yeah. But always know that the fact that you change to that also gives you the ability to change back to something else. Mm. Or you're just continually changing and to, con to claim that, yeah, I am now the person of Sunderland. Okay. Right? No, that's no, not yeah. going to be that. You're going to grow from that chapter of Sunderland into whatever this chapter is again. And you have to realize as well that that first few months or the first few weeks in Sunderland or UK or wherever you've been was tough. Right? We just don't remember that tough when there are good times, right? So it's it's really just about like are you gonna lock yourself into that tough uh, changing time or look for new opportunities to be this person your next chapter of life is gonna be? 
Because a lot of people get hung up about that. The worst, the worst state of my friends right now are freaking three decades into life, right? We've passed from university into master's. Some of my friends are doing PhD. And the worst thing they can have, right, is the worst friends, sorry, the worst conversations you can have with friends, right, are those who grew up overseas right, and come back and uh, say, why Malaysia cannot be like that? Wow, they live in a world uh, that only got negativity one, you know. Why people cannot be like that over there? Why people cannot be like that? And you have this person who's stuck in time overseas that is back in Malaysia. Mm. That's the worst thing you can be. Of course, you're going to be freaking cynical every day because you have now condescended everything that you grew up with. I mean, if it's that bad, uh, did you did you have such a horrible childhood? Just saying, you know, do you grow up a horrible, bitter person? Like, were you a child soldier in KL or something like that? I don't know. Were you trafficked around your neighborhood? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, 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 not implying everything, but these are extreme metaphors. Um, Coming back to just kind of action steps people yeah, can action take. steps. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that simple realization of uh, even if you were in Sunderland, your life after uni there would have been different. There was no guarantee it's going to be happy days all the time. That's yeah, true, right? True. Uh, so why that there is this, there's this whole grass over you know the grass is greener on the other side. And the minute you come back to this age of this side of the fence, you're looking back at Sunderland and you're looking back at UK and like wow that was a really great place. Would have been great if I stayed on. And then you miss everything that is going on over here. I mean like yo, we are all all of us who didn't leave for UK. We are still having a great life here. Just saying. So use what you've learned over there and make things here better. I mean, that's basically it. Uh, don't don't close yourself to that change that happened over there because the worst you can do is lock yourself into the overseas version of you, which by the way, the university life is a beautiful life if you've got the right friends, just saying. And that should serve as an amazing foundation for you to be a great friend in your work life over here. Uh, use everything that you benefited and like most of them think like no I only can do this in UK I cannot do it here I mean yes many things you cannot do like smoke weed in public uh, walk around with you know uh, all these kind of things uh, Amsterdam is a very different place in UK as well right you can't do things like Europe that here Europe is not really in Europe, <laughs> Amsterdam, Germany, Russia same thing to me uh, oh my wow, of course it's guy. not I've never been overseas I have uh, <laughs> it's, it's more a fact that the simple steps to, to taking of that is you if you claim if you claim that being overseas has opened your eyes, I mean, the simple steps is like finding a sense of belonging here. You need to realize that you open your mind to find a belonging there. And coming back home, you need to do the same yep, thing to find your belonging one. back here. Mm. If you have claimed that traveling overseas has broadened your horizons, given you an open mind, is your mind closed about finding home again here? You know, because... That's setting you up for a very interesting adulthood if you can't find home within your home. Uh, you should use all these experiences as a, as an, a strength to help your family and your, 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 your friends back here, you know, share that same joy that you have over there. And that's basically it because the saddest thing you can do is come back home and say like, yeah, home's not good enough. Now that is called condescending and that's bad. Sure, there are things to work around. Sure, there are a lot of things to smoothen around the edges. But hey, home is home, man. Home made you, you. Home paid for your freaking air ticket there. That's true. That's Just true. saying, I'm saying all this because I'm like, Haley, if you're ever watching this one day, <laughs> wow, I love uh, that. Uh, I'm, I'm one guy on you. <laughs> so, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm going to wrap it up uh, with just some sweet <sighs> treats. I think it's important to be aware of the change that has taken place in life, yeah. right? No matter what the season is, who you are, 
at every other year, every every year you're growing, right? So there's bound to be things that come in yeah. and out of your life. Um, I think for everyone who's experiencing some sort of displacement, maybe that's the mm. best, best way to call it, right? Is that it's not that you cannot do anything about it. I think it falls to you at the end of the day yeah. to just sit in that circle and be like, oh man, mm. life, is, life sucks. People don't get me, right? Yeah, they don't get you, but what are you doing to help them get you? What are you doing to get them as well, right? Uh, so I think don't don't let yourself be at effect. Like yeah. be cause, right? Be at cause and be be the one to just take ownership of your situation. And for you know, Kim, maybe something you could do is just kind of be like, you know what? Kim if I like, love the community Kim's over like, I'm there, okay. I'm, I'm okay now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> if for people who are like Kim, when she came back, be at cause and just go out and and find yeah. people that that can relate to I you mean, and understand yeah, you. No harm. Take your time, okay? Yeah. And and understand that the fact that when you get back, your family's going to miss you tons more than you miss them. So, you know, let them let them do what they need to do for a while, okay? Uh, let the parents boss you around for a little bit more, okay? They, they had a year of... No- can you Shut imagine? up, PL. Yeah. What you, up? Can you imagine like... Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, they have nobody to talk to, you know? No, like, God, actually, you're too Can you imagine the father woke up? Girl! God, she got one more girl and one more boy, so don't worry. Then, then he's not talking about both of them. I don't, mm. like, okay, well, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for being at this conversation today. We're going to jump into this a bit more next time because Ooh. I feel there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Of course. Um, but for everyone else, I hope you guys had probably something to take away from this podcast today. If not, then you know what? That's on you. Okay. Um, you can always be at cause, guys. Learn something from everything. Yep. Tell us what you want us to talk about next on the next Tabletop Podcast. We will be here same time, same place, unless, you know, one of us has a problem. Um, yeah, till then, walk, wipe your hands, clean your bums. Any last words to your friends? Maxine? Move to KL. Boleh bakalakau. Ah? That sounded like a curse word. Bye-bye. What does that mean? Bokelah bakalakau? It says, Boleh bakalakau. It's a Sabah slang. Boleh It says, Ken ba. Ken ba if you. So it's like, Ken la, like, okay, I don't know how to explain. It's a horrible it's a... explanation. Yeah. Till next time, yeah, to, yeah, to hear yeah. Maxine explain what next that actually time. means. Okay, Kim, any words for your fans? <laughs> no, just have say something, man. Bye. Okay, beautifully <laughs> put. We'll see you guys in the next one. This has been Table Talk. See ya.